together. So really excited that Xbox Dev had a tease of future partnership with Discord, where as always you can get a Discord overlay in your Xbox when you're doing party chats and such. Um, so I'll quote an article from Pure Xbox to say that if you're glad to see news earlier this week of Xbox Party and Discord and bring a Discord voice chat to the platform, then we've happily it's just a step in the journey for the partnership. Um, speaking on a different Xbox podcast, they said, like any feature, we're always attentive listening to the feedback, learning how we can tweak things. And we collective at Xbox and Discord, we do view this as a step in the journey where we have a lot of really exciting early conversation of what's next beyond voice chat on Xbox. We don't have any specific to share yet at this time, but I'd like to say we have something really exciting stuff in the works. So apparently um, the rumours obviously earlier, it was like, what was it? Earlier this year, beginning of the year, there was talks about it, um, but it looks like um, it's finally coming to light. How is everyone's thoughts on Xbox and Discord? Uh, I'll start with you, Graham. Do you think you'll be using it? Do you think it's useful? Uh, well, at the moment, we've got no need to, to use it too much. I assume it's uh, the, the integration between sort of PC users and PlayStation units all to sort of combine in one area. Most of people are play with are kind of Xbox-based anyway. I see yeah. the benefit of it. But weren't they trying to like fully buy out Discord before? I assume this is yeah, like they the, were. the next best option. It's just to create a partnership instead. I think that was the case here because I think they partnered with PlayStation earlier this year. I think before they tried to buy them. So it looks like now you can actually link your Xbox account to Discord. And then, yeah, like you say, just be like an overlay on your console. But quite, I think for me, it'd be quite useful because I do have a couple of friends that are always like on Discord chat and stuff. And even if you're not playing the game with them, you just want to quickly chat to them. Yeah it's quite useful for them having to join a party chat especially if you're doing crossplay as well mm. that's what i mean there's a lot more of that coming now a lot more crossplays coming into to action playstation finally sort of bending and allowing some games to be crossplay a bit more so hopefully we'll see more of it and then yeah this no. Discord piece will definitely come into play as you're hooking up with some playstation buddies as well i think the big one for me will probably be um Warzone would be the main one because yeah. I think that we've got a couple of friends that are on PlayStation and using that in-game chat chat even though it's quite fun because you get to hear like when someone dies you get to hear their microphone and stuff um, sometimes I just want to be in a nice party chat where it's just separate and you don't have to worry about listening to that kind of chat and I've always find that party chat not party chat the game chat can always break and you might not hear someone so for this discord I've always found it really useful to have um, what about you us? It's going to be handy. So the, just when you were saying about Warzone, it was another one I was thinking of. Obviously, there's a lot of talk of FIFA 23 coming out and having quite a bit of crossplay in that as well. So that's another big game that you're going to have. Although as much as it's not on pro clubs like which you would yeah. maybe use it on, but I would imagine yeah. there'll still be other versions that you'll be playing. Because um, I'm pretty sure you can do the crossplay with the ultimate team for the squad battles this year. Oh, okay. Um, so that's another system that they'd be able to use it for that as well um, and then like you're saying just playing with pc games that are obviously in game pass and stuff like that it's just going to be handy to have one hub that you can use instead of trying to do it in different ways like i've found certain times where i've been playing sort of online games i've been like trying to use like facebook messenger and doing like a voice call because it's yeah. the best system to try and do it is two different places whereas if now if it's going to be integrated on xbox or discord then it's much simpler to use that yeah i can imagine something like among us would be really good as well if that ever comes back into being popular again um that's really because obviously you can just mute your mic quite easy and then just unmute your mic when you do it especially if you're people playing cross-platform like on pc and such 
that'd be really useful. So yeah, I'm quite liking that idea, especially because I've got, like I said, I've been through groups and stuff. And even when they're just like, basically, you know, just chatting away, there's no real, not playing games together, just socialising um, and use Discord. You can just go on your Xbox and play games rather than having your phone and headset on. Um, you can just be in a Discord party chat whilst you are talking to your friends. Is there a release date yet on this? Um, no. Ooh, whatever. It will, that's where it will, today, the update will start rolling on Xbox Insiders and expand more in a couple of weeks. So I believe if you've got Xbox Insiders, you might start getting the overlay already. Um, if not, I'm one of those. I might have to look into it. Yes. So I guess maybe we can feedback um, in a couple of weeks' time, maybe even next week if it's there already. Yeah. And we can see if it is actually there because I think that would be brilliant to know a bit more about it. I, of course, hired from the Insiders after it bricked my last console. <laughs> so I, don't I know you're still scared of it. Still scared of it. Not gonna do it. Not risking it. <laughs> Special can't get. I had twice. One break my console. And the other time will let me lock achievements. So I'm not having that risk again. <laughs> you're not sticking achievements anymore. You don't have to be scared. Oh, true. Yeah, I'm retired now. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you retire weekly more than it man. <laughs> oh no, I'm retire. Just get a Ric Flair article every time. <laughs> no bro. perfect so that is discord nice quick short screenplay topic of the week um let us know your thoughts as well what you feel about discord coming um because i think for me definitely a thumbs up and i can't wait to use it more uh moving on to our next topic uh we have x which is a bit of a random one for me but we'll mention it anyway is that xbox live 1.1 is getting a replacement and it will support 13 games at launch so it looks like online multiplayer is returning to the original Xbox. So I think for a couple of years um, on pure Xbox again, there's a project called Insignia. And we pulled back in 2020 as a replacement for the original Xbox Live, which sadly shut down in 2010. But the, the team has slowly been chipping away and the service would potentially be resumed. Out of, and it will support 13 titles at launch. Unfortunately, one of my launch titles is not my favourite, which was Rainbow Six Free, but... It's got 13 random titles, well, one random, the others are a bit normal. And that is Counter-Strike, Crimson Skies, um, Dead or Alive Ultimate, Mech Assault, Midtown Manners 3, MotoGP Online Demo, Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2, Star Wars Jedi Academy, Street Fighter Anniversary Collection, Annual Championship, Whacked, Xbox Live Arcade, and XIIRI, all 13. Um, so firstly, what's everyone's thoughts about it, what you think? And secondly, if there's a game that you want to come back, what would you like to see? For me, as I mentioned earlier, I said Rainbow Six Siege, Rainbow Six Siege? Rainbow Six Free and Rainbow Six Black Arrow. For me, peak online gaming, and I would love to just go back and just have a laugh at that. I can imagine there'd be quite a lot of fun going back to it. Um, again, I've got dust off my original Xbox somewhere. Um, it's, it's astonishing though, isn't it? I'd love to see the stats, the numbers around the sort of the people playing those games i know it'd be really interesting to see, like you know bingo back like how many are actually going to use it but i think if i had to go back and pick one game to go back to it'd definitely be that uh ross what about you what are your thoughts on it and what game would you want to see come back i can't really think of a game off the top of my head for to come back i mean it's a cool wee project that obviously they've been working pretty hard on it'll be curious to see which other games they decide to add over uh, over time the xbox live arcade some of the if how they're planning on doing that, like if they're planning on bringing back some of the live arcade games, would be pretty mm. good. Um, just reading the comments on the actual article and like the first comment on it saying only game I would play is 1v100. 
Now, if they bring that back, then that'll be the only news that I'll have for like the next 10 yeah. or 12 months. Um, why would they put that back on the OG? Why would they not bring that forward to the... Because that game gen? was just... Oh, I fucking loved that game. That was peak Xbox. That oh, was. that was fantastic. Thing is, I don't understand what that was a such a huge success and everyone loved it. You've talked to anyone about it and everyone was like really positive on it. Yeah. Why are they not bringing this back if yeah. people are actually loving it? And it's been like referred to because I'm sure Phil Spencer like passed comment on 1v100 and it, don't know why they've never actually. We'll try to do it again, yeah. Yeah, why they've never brought it back. Even if they've done it like as like a year, a yearly thing. Like so for three months or like six weeks. 1v100 was live and then it shut the servers down and went back live the following year that would be enough but I think it's like 2020 he said that like something like that could come back and nothing's been mentioned about it since no. at least explain why like were they yeah. hemorrhaging money for doing it or did something were they losing out or... yeah or hacking yeah. maybe I don't know but they didn't really mention it because it just kind of just it didn't really fizz out it just kind of shut it down after a while and people were still using it so he said something along the lines of getting the rights to 1v100 might well, be different oh okay um, so it might return to something specifically Xbox branded but fucking hell they can come up with something sure you can make your own quiz show of just a same concept or something yeah. similar where it would yeah. just like eliminate people but I mean, uh, there's so many random ones out there like isn't there the one like the 100 one where it's like 90% of it, people know this answer. Do you know the answer? Oh, the 1%. Yeah. That's 1% club. That's it, yeah. Something similar to that. You can do, just name it something random and steal the concept. It's not going to be that bad. What about you? What do you want to see, Graham? I, yeah, I mean, the, the fantasy star on line one and two is already there on there. But I mean, that's, you know, you have to get rid of the time on that one. But there's still a new one currently running now that mm. gets procedurally updated. So to go back into to one and two, it just, I mean, for nostalgia feels, fine, maybe, but it's not something you could really do long term. It just makes you think, who's still rocking sort of a 12-year-old or older console and thinks, oh, yeah, I get to play this online again. <laughs> it's, it's obviously got to be pleasing someone. Yeah, true. Uh, that is a good question, but... Um... So I lost my train of thought there because I realised something, which I put in the chat, but never mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, it's difficult because, like, for me, when you think about old school times, like, reality, um, you kind of got, like, it's great to be nostalgia, but I don't think you'd be using it more than, than once. You know, you go maybe use mm. it once or twice to kind of, oh, this is fun. This is what I remember how good this was. But then reality is you probably just do that and go, okay, back to my normal big games I've got or my triple a games i've got on my actual console now that's coming out um so i guess it's good that in a way that you know to kind of get that nostalgia feel and again same again i'll probably like maybe play rainbow six for a few for a couple of times if it was busy or popular but the reality is i'll probably just go back to my original games i've got now yeah. so it's difficult yeah. so yeah well that's that one that's that one um recording in progress there we go Ross, do you want to plug us away whilst I eat some chips? <laughs> so, <laughs> nice, interesting segue there, yes. <laughs> so, Man's hungry. 
Plugs for this week, patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern. Um, if you want to support us with your hard-earned cash, that would be much appreciated. Um, shout out to our superstar supporter, Beth. Thank you very much for all your support. Spreadshirt, um, all our merchandise is up there. A couple of different designs. Um, www.spreadshirt.com forward slash user forward slash Xbox Tavern. Apple and Spotify podcasts, um, five-star reviews on them, please and thank you, gets us more discoverability, gets us into more ears, so the more people are listening, the bigger we can grow. All your written reviews are up on xboxtavern.com, you also find us with video reviews and gameplay, um, tips, Microsoft um, rewards videos that Dan is quite a fan of putting out there on Xbox or sorry youtube.com forward slash Xbox Tavern official and then our socials Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, um try to think of any other places we may or may not be. Uh all of them will be at Xbox Tavern for them. Perfect. And my chips are finished. <laughs> oh, and they still got like timing. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for that, Ross. Um, we move on to one more article before we talk about what we've been doing, what we've been playing. And that is... Actually, we do two more because I see another one which is quite fun. So apparently... Do the Resident Evil one just to annoy Jay because he's not here. Of course. Jack, we've got to talk about Resident Evil for at least half an hour just to get him his blood boiling. Or just 15, like 15, 20 seconds just to really like piss him off. <laughs> Zach just like minimal us. What yeah. do you think of Resident Evil? No. What is your favourite Resident Evil? No. Not the Netflix yeah. series. Yeah. Well, they did like loads of movies as well with that Russian lady. Is she Russian? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I'll, I'm going to Google her name whilst we... Mila Jokovic. Uh, Mila Jokovic. Oh, I can't remember. remember the one that was in Resident Evil. Uh, yeah, the original yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah Mila Jokovic, yeah. There we go. Jamie, Jamie would have that on. So like, oh, I know her. I've got a poster of her in my room. <laughs> no, so apparently, next news article we're going to talk discuss here is that Halo Infinite multiplayer is reportedly causing some players to use about a gig's worth of data per game. Apparently, three four three are aware of it, and it should be fixed in August. Um, a news article has mentioned that three four three is currently investigating an issue which reportedly causes Halo Infinite. Tell a huge amount of data during every multiplayer match, in some cases almost one gig. So it's first highlighted by a random user on Twitter. After every match, his game client reportedly used between 305 meg and 900 meg of data. This causing alarms for players, games for a few hours, unknown could smash player data cap in a single night. Fortunately for me, I don't have any data cap. Yeah, that, do, do we really have data caps in the UK? No, it's more of a US yeah. thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. I've heard like people saying, "Oh, data cap this, data cap that." I was like, I don't, I've never seen like a broadband provider in the UK say you've got this amount of data a month. Well, well, times, they yeah. say that they have usage um, like conditions, but no one's ever. I've never heard anyone get anyone's you know yeah. overused it. Yeah, I'd never be get a bit them. dubious if you're like downloading a terabyte in a month or something. <laughs> you know, they're like, what the hell is what are you doing, basically? Well, the amount of porn Dan downloads, I'm sure he gets in trouble. <laughs> Don't you download it, Dan, just stream it. Yeah, so apparently, in response to this, Twitter, LS said teams are investigating reports of download extra data after multiplayer matches and a preview will be issued, including August drop pod update. So hopefully, in August, which is only a few days away, um, 
they should be resolved. I haven't really mentioned much else. I think many, a lot of people are complaining about it because they can't financially cover from this. But I guess for us, I know it's difficult. It's easy for us to say in the UK, we don't really have data caps. Um, and it's difficult. There are people suffering. Yeah, but there are people suffering. But it's difficult on Halo's kind of side of things. Like, well, we're looking into it. What can we do for you? Like, we can't just give you loads of money to say, oh, sorry about this. Um, because apparently, yeah. I've seen how soon in August? Because Halo isn't paying my internet bill. Um, so again, we don't know when in August. August is a long month, so it's got thirty-one days. So you got thirty-one days to fix it. So, but it's unclear what's causing the massive data spike. Some speculate the game was attempted to save and the replay footage of the match. So after the match, it will depend how long the match is. It will try to save all that data, and that's the reason why it could be causing those issues. Again, but that's all people speculating and trying to work out what could be the cause. But hopefully, it won't affect the um, co-op mode um, because, again, I'm sure people will be complaining that if that is led the co-op mode again, I for one be complaining because ideally I want to play my Halo campaign. Speaking of Halo campaign, hmm. have you seen the positive news about it? No, you can segue into this now. Halo Infinite will allow you will allow everybody who takes part to make progress in their own individual campaigns. Which is a rarity for games these days. Hmm. Also if you go off on your own afterwards you can you can continue from where you left off. So say me and you jumped into it, we got to the second last mission, I don't then have to start the game again. I'll be at the second last mission. Ah. Which is a rarity for online uh, is a rarity for sort of online multi player games yeah because sometimes you have to go to whoever's hosting the world yep the host is usually the only one that gets the progress whereas mm. halo have decided to make it that everybody will get their own progress which is a refreshing change here's a question so again i haven't played halo infinite so i can't comment on this but you might be able to some light. how does the co-op mode work so will it like it's only one person's martyr chief chief who's the other person like is it obvious in the game that there would be that other person along the mission with you? The master no. Chef. Master Chef. Master Chef. <laughs> chef from South Park. <laughs> uh, that's a good point, actually, because like, even in the cutscenes and things like that, so... Aye, it's kind of... I don't know how you would do that, having it as... I suppose... I don't know how that'll, do, that'll mm. work. Having like the... I mean, needs to play it solo and to see when they'll play co-op next. Like, how are they going inter yeah. to intertwine it? Because, mm. yeah, like, like I say, I know before, like, in the, what, Halo 5, there was it was, there was always a four-man squad, wasn't it? So you could always go, as in one of one or four people. So you always knew that you'd move people there and then. So I didn't know if um, Halo Infinite was the same kind of concept. I guess not. I guess I'll find out. Yeah, we'll have to see. I have to see indeed. It'd probably just be someone random, then you just when you cut things, you turn into Master Chef again. Yeah. Or Master Chef. Master Chef. Master Chef. Brilliant. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, well, hopefully that, get, hopefully they fix that issue um, because it is a pain in the ass for people who have data caps. Um, and again, you don't want to stop people from playing it because that will just affect the game, bad press. Um, so, but it looks like they know they're aware of the issue, they know what's going to cause it. So, hopefully, they get the things fixed and rolled out. Again, it's difficult because I know sometimes, especially with updates, you've got to wait for Microsoft to verify it all. So it can take a lot longer. So hopefully they can push through something quickly and get everyone back and running again. Perfect. Right, it's an evil time. Woo! Woo! So Capcom has released a new trailer for Resident Evil 
Village Gold Edition. Set for release on October 28th, the Gold Edition will include base game, include with three major new features, will also allow you to release a separate as a winter's expansion. So apparently according to this article here, there's apparently another area in the game for the DLC where you can play as Lady Dimitrescu. So that would be quite interesting for a playable version of her. Uh, I guess, Ross, you've played it. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on being playable? Didn't she die? Spoilers. Spoilers. Well, I assume so. I haven't played the game. I just assume she dies in the game. Um, <laughs> it's Because it's part of the mercenaries mode, I'm sort of like, kind of hoping it was going to be like a backstory type thing because her backstory is quite, well, all of the characters' backstories, if you read enough about them are all mm. quite tragic in regards to how they end up the way that they end up so ah, I was kind of okay. hoping it was going to be something like that um, but if it's just in the mercenaries mode then it's just basically just slapping a skin on it isn't it it's not really actually you're playing as that character but it's still a nice wee touch um, reading on later it's saying obviously you've got Lady Demetrius Chris Redfield and you play as Heisenberg as well so yeah. It's quite um, it's quite cool getting to play as two of the sort of big bads in the game. I know a lot of people aren't a bit of uproar that they'll bring out a third person mode because didn't well isn't Ethan's face hidden all the time? Yes, you don't so want to have see it. Ethan in the slightest. No, so they're wondering how they're going to do this um, in third person mode because he may be hiding his face. So can you not spin the camera around? But that's the whole point of third person is that you can spin yeah. the full three sixty. So I'm guessing they're going to be only allowed to spin one eighty. I imagine. Oh, I don't know what they're going to do. It'd be weird. Maybe he has no face. That'd be quite fun. Or wears a mask. But whatever they do, it's going to be quite interesting. I assume um, it's going to be quite fun. I mean, I haven't really played Village yet, but I think maybe I might get the Gold Edition just, or maybe wait for I think to think the Venture bring it to Game Pass. It's quite... Um, oh, that's possible. Quite intriguing about the, the other part of the... The expansion as well with the story DLC Shadows of Rose where you get to play as his daughter. Yeah. True. I mean, I mean that's it because maybe you can kind of guess what he's going to look, what he actually looks like with guess if he kind of, because it's his daughter. Well, you get um, to see it because you get to see him. There's a cut scene that he's, is he in the cut scene? No, I don't think he's been any releasing any trailers yet. Or if they're going to, I think if they're going to reveal his face, they're going to reveal it in that DLC, I imagine. Mm. Or... Well, it does say something. It does say that that you've also got the third per- third person mode, and all you see him, so it'll be like, oh, finally. Dun, dun, dun. What is your What is your favorite like, Evil? Sunglasses and red eyes, and he's actually Wesker. Oh God, don't don't scare me like that. <sighs> Maybe he's actually Lady Dimas. Man, he's not Lady <laughs> Man Dimas. <Dimitris. laughs> it's a man version of her. What is your favorite one anyway, Ross? Five. We can talk about it quickly. Five, really. Why five? That's the end. upset, Jay. No. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely did enjoy five, and I think it was because it was the co-op side of it that I really enjoyed playing through. Um, to be fair, it was quite fun. Apart from the point when Shiver was always down, like, Shiver, Shiver, help! I quite liked... I, I liked uh, Village. I thought Village was really good. Um, three... I'm trying to think of other ones. It may used to be two, but I haven't, you know, I haven't played the remake of two. But I've not played the remakes. I'm, I'm just thinking like the original, like one, yeah. two, and three with the, uh, like Nemesis is the big bad and the third one. Probably, probably three, five, and eight are the ones that I've enjoyed the most. They might be two, probably. I remember always remember when I first played it, going through the 
kind of police station. And I was one of the first time I saw liquor when they went through the through the kind of front of the window. I was like, <gasps> Yeah, was like, what the fuck is that? Why am I doing this game? <laughs> I remember the first time I ever ever thought one, and it was like shooting away, shooting away, shooting away. And then I ran out of bullets, and I was like, I've got a knife against the liquor. Fuck, this is not this is not going to end well for me here. No. What about you, Graham? You don't really play much, do you? Uh, no, I mean, I can, if going from one to complete, I've only completed sort of one and five. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, one's probably got the most kind of attachment for me just because of it was a whole new thing. Yeah, it just had so many awesome one liners, it just made it hilarious. I don't miss the controls there. That whole tank control thing was a nonsense. Same oh, god, yeah, I think back then controlling any game was terrible, not as bad as anything in the N64 did, but. No, but um, that and yeah, I agree with Ross. Five was good because of it, you could play it co op, and, and I literally played it through and finished it with Jay, who was terrible at the um, quick time events as he normally is. Oh, god, him and quick time events. <laughs> so I refuse to play any dark pictures of him because I know he's like, I must play my own because you're going to butcher all these quick time events. And can you not just <laughs> set it that the quick time events is just like automatic? So they probably, I probably you should, with, then he can't him. fuck up. I have to press X. Okay, what's this? I don't know. Let me look at the controller. I've only been playing on an Xbox for fifteen years, but which one is? Oh no! I pushed pushed A by accident. It's still that he didn't know how to do it. He was just being lazy. I had the complex one. He had the easy one. He just had to tap the button repeatedly, and I had to do all the different things. And then he still managed to fluff it. And he goes, "Oh, I was just seeing how slow I could press it repeatedly and get away with it." (laughs) So fuck's sake, we had to restart it again. Oh. And back then, there was no unskippable cutscenes as well. Oh, horrible, horrible feature. Yes. Well, there's our Resident Evil talk. Let us know in the comments what your Resident Evil favourite is. And just to annoy Jamie. Yeah, make sure it's five. Make sure it's five, yeah. To find the fun thing, most of us played five, and I played the other ones. Five (laughs) is the most popular one here. Booyah! (laughs) Oh, bless him. Anyway. Thank you very much for listening. And just for a few quick articles, just to let you know, um, Xbox Ultimate Summer Sale is going live at this current time until the 31st. So you've got good old seven more days left for the sale. Uh, sale. You've got um, Summer Sale up to, games up to 80% off. Um, almost over 800 products is available. I have bought one game so far, and that is called The Witcher 3. Will I play it? Probably not, but I bought it. What did you get, like the full game for like nine pounds? Yeah, something? got like the game of the year edition for like six pounds something. Oh, yeah, that's the best six pounds you'll ever spend. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna play this. Never. I was like, oh, it's not even Xbox Series S buffed. Will I play it? Maybe. It is. It's not. No, because when it went installed on my external hard drive, so I knew it wasn't. Four mm, K six. They. I'm sure you'll find that it's got an Xbox patch. And there's got more coming out for it. Oh, no, sorry. The Series X one that's going to be coming out with the new DLC for the game is due to come out. Sorry, I apologize. Ah, okay. So, yeah. But they are doing an upspot for the Series X. Okay, cool. Well, maybe when that comes, I'll play it. Oh, still, maybe. I might might start. I I want a game where it's like a long game where I can mention the same game. Oh, that's that's a long-ass game if you decide to get in it. (laughs) So, there's plenty more games... Have you bought any games yet on the sale you do? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't even realise I didn't even realise it was on, so I'm currently just sitting on the store just now looking at what I'm going to throw in my basket. Exactly, yeah. So there's quite a lot of games on sale. Main, most of them are around the 25-30% mark. 
Um, so again, make sure you check to always, like I say, check and make sure it's not on Game Pass before you try to buy it. What a deal um, that is, though, for people who are the fans of the series and people want to get a game that they can get their teeth into. Valhalla, Odyssey and Origins, $159.99 down to $47.99. 70% off. Yeah, you can buy Valhalla on its own for 24 quid. What a deal. So yeah, if you do want Valhalla on its own, it's like 24 quid. Like you say, you've got the big bundle there. Ultimate Edition of Odyssey with all the DLC that comes with that and the DLC for that game is ridiculous. There's like five, oh God, that, yeah. five main, well not main story, but five story DLCs to come with that. And I think like the one that I'm on, the Fate of Atlantis, is at least 30 hours as a DLC. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm, I'm playing Odyssey. I was like, it's never going to end. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't feel like it's ever going to end. Like, I'm, in, I'm still cutting about Atlantis. Like, I've been everywhere in Greek mythology. How the fuck else have I got to go now? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, there's quite a lot of games on sale. Like I said, there's even some up to ninety percent off. Like for example, We Happy Few, that's on for like five pounds fifty. Bioshock uh, Collection seven ninety nine, eighty percent yeah. off. Yeah, it's loads. I mean, Just Cause is on like for like four quid. If that is it, Just Cause free? I think Just Cause free is like four quid. I remember seeing that going? Oh, that's quite cheap. So yeah, loads of games on there. Have a look, have a peruse, um, see what you like, see what you fancy. I think they've also got a thing on the Xbox rewards. If you spend 40 quid, you get like, things like 6,000 reward points. Don't quote me on those numbers, but I know something like that. They usually quid. tend to do something like that, yeah. Yeah. So again, like you say, you get like a five off if you activate the reward thing. I think you don't need to activate, as long as you activate it before the sale, even if you bought stuff before in the sale, it still counts towards it. Um, so long as you activate it, um, you, I think you get like a five off. I think that's what it works out to. Um, but again, I haven't got my Xbox near me, so I haven't got the numbers. So yeah, uh, and there we go. Just for let you know that quick news roundup. Buy some games. I might play Witcher. You'll find out next week if I have actually started it. Um, so there we go. Perfect. Fair um, so yeah, as you know, also we move on now. Segwaying, terrible segue, terrible segue, terrible segue. As you know, we do game of the year throughout the years recently. Um, so, so we started from 2002 when Xbox first came out for us in peasants in the UK, all the way through the years up until well, now. And but at the moment now we are in 2011, and we each have, have us have a game that we like to choose. Fortunately, Dan and Jamie aren't here, so Jamie can more full on about his games. Um, Dan picked Battlefield 3 for his game, and Jamie picked Sonic Generations, which for me I thought was one of the worst Sonics, but he's probably to see why he picked it. But he loves his Sonic. Uh, even though it took him about 50 years to finish Sonic Mania. He does love mm -hmm. his Sonics. <laughs> um, I'll start with Graham. Graham, what would you, is your game of the year for 2020? Oh, you said 2021 then? Nearly. <laughs> 2011. 2011. Uh, for me, um, sticking with the RPGs, I'll keep going through. Uh, probably one of the best ever to exist, Skyrim. Just. So it's, it's kind of hard to argue with that one, isn't it? It's like just. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a bar it can't be set any higher with Skyrim when it comes to sort of RPGs. There's so much to explore, so much to sort of immerse yourself in with, and you can just wail away for hours on that kind of game. So much lore to sort of get into. It's just, yeah. And even me, now, I, yeah. the, the loading times are something that was staggering when you originally played it, but that's something that's now been fixed with the 
new updates and playing it on a series console. That's so console. nice. Just playing just it on the current smooth. gen, just it just feels like there's no transition. Apparently, I'm trying to find a new gen, but apparently, like when I was saw, when you were mentioning it, I think a couple of months ago, and when I watched like gameplay, and it's like, fucking hell, it's just like transition, like move into this or the first village, boom, and you're in. Like, yep. whoa, whoa, fucking yeah. hell. So for that, I mean, that's just super enhanced. But I mean, obviously, it wasn't like that back in the day. But it, it didn't need to be because there was nothing else like it. And for the time, it was just intense. It was just sheer so scale of it as well. Like the yeah. size of the game is like seriously impressive. Going from like I can't remember the exact names, but I know like um, Falkreath and all that was like way over the left hand side of the map and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then like obviously your white run, which is kind of the center. And then you've got like Riften, which is way over the right. And like to go from Riften to Falkreath without using the fast travel or the stables at the start, it's like a it's a trick to yeah. get from one side of the map to the other. It's a seriously impressive scale of a game. Yeah, I think it's one of the first Elder Scrolls games that actually like proper played through and completed it all, and did everything in it, and also completely all, all the achievements in it. Elder Scrolls. I mean, I say it took me like it took me ages to do. I think I played like over the court. Like I played quite a lot when it first came out, and I kind of dipped out in and out of it. I think it took me like a couple of years fully complete the game. Obviously, all the DLCs that came out, obviously picking them all up. But yeah, I think it was just brilliant. I remember again like when you got the mass. It was the kind of the armor, the the main big armor, dragon dragon skill armor. Yeah. So I remember again, oh, fucking hell, look like a fucking awesome badass. See, I was always, I was always more of an ebony male. Type mm. of guy, find the Ebony Knight, kill him, get his armor, boom. Ah, there we go. That's me. You just became so beastly towards the end that like, the dragons couldn't be yeah, exactly. touch you. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, it had to raise the bar from Oblivion because Oblivion sort of really raised the bar from the like, uh, like Morrowind before that. And it just, that one just looked a bit more static the way that the, the graphics were, the way people looked and talked, it just felt so in your face and weird. And so, where they improved that and just increased the map size it was just yeah immense and you can only imagine what the next one would be oh after this that. is this is yeah. what they're planning on doing with this obviously i think they're going to set a bar with starfield and see yeah. what that's going to be like and then obviously they don't need to have a they're not going to have a thousand worlds for you to explore in regards to sky mm. or the next elder scrolls but the actual scale of the map is going to be ridiculous They've got to make it big enough to, to be fun to explore, but not frustrating to commute between yeah. areas. So they can't do a fast travel, then they're, they're fine. Yeah, they, they can't do, do a Red Dead. They can't do a horseback. <laughs> no, no it's that, that's what put me off Red Dead. I mean, like Skyrim was just a perfect size amount where you could kind of go from one place to another place. You could fast travel quite easy. Yeah. But you could also get distracted by doing other side missions here and there. Yeah. But with Red Dead, there was no side missions. You just had to travel on. Like, this is frustrating. And I think that was one of the best things about um, uh, Skyrim. There is so much to do between A and B. Hmm. Yeah. There's, like, so many wee, like, caves that you can go yeah. into. There's, like, um, the side temples story, and things yeah. like that you yeah. can go into. So there's always something to find for you that you've, like... There's, I don't know how many times I've played through Skyrim, and I'm, to this day, still finding new quests that I've never came across before. Um it's it's not one of these ones where you stick to the same choices type idea. So obviously the main one is Stormcloaks or Imperial. Like that's the main choice type idea. Yeah. 
but it's even things like how you go about dealing with the Dark Brotherhood or the Thieves Guild and stuff like that. Um, there's just so many different things apart from the main quest line that you can concern yourself with. Because I think what there is, there's like the the assassins, the thieves, the companions, the Stormcloak Imperial storyline. Then you've got obviously your Dragonborn. There's so fucking many different stories within the main game. Yeah, yeah. You just lose yourself in side missions. Oh. Even some of the side missions are just massive. Like that's yeah, because like, so it's like it's like no wonder like I wonder if I finish. Oh no, go here. Okay, now do this. Okay, now I got this. Now I got killed this badass. Like this time mission gonna end? Is this part of the main storyline? Am I doing? What, am I in the main storyline? No, this is definitely side mission. That's one it's... of the. That's one of the things with. Um... It, it sort of set the bar, Skyrim, for what the sequels are. And in regards to you're saying that about you picked up Witchery, and that's where Witchers like relate itself. The side yeah. quests that they've put in are like everything that Skyrim did right, but then bump it up to 10. But Skyrim yeah. was like the original. The kind of the fully, one that to go to. It wasn't just like a fetch quest, it was a fully fledged out sort of side quest. And no. that's what you want in side quests where you think we actually yeah. question yourself am I in the main story am I doing a side quest no still side it's quest it's not just go here kill this person come back to this person get your reward that's your side quest done or go here get this item bring it back to this person side quest no. done it's like a side quest can be like eight different like tiers to it yeah. of what you have to do and it's just so so well done the way that they've sort of spread it all out yeah good choice there any other honourable mentions, Graham, that you want to mention before we move on to Rossipu? Uh Yeah, only sort of uh, L.A. Noir, just because it was just a um, just the next kind of level when it comes to like detective-based games, and it was a lot more trying to sort of develop expression in the ways sort of the conversations were had. And yeah. although it come out of its own fair share of memes and everything, just kind of <laughs> weird reactions and stuff. It's just that was where you, you kind of played the line between game and movie, the way you're kind of playing it through. Mm. It's one of the first games I kind of remember where I suppose where I recognized the, the people that were playing as actors, like, oh, that looks real of an actor. And then obviously, you go, oh my God, it is. And that, I remember that that's the kind of the first time I remember recognizing faces, like, yeah. as people that were actually real life people, like, bloody hell, they've done really well of this. And yeah. it was just something that hadn't been done like that kind of properly before. And they hyped it up quite a lot. And it was maybe not fully up to that kind of hype, but it was still pretty close. And it was fun to play. And it was, yeah, it kind of set a bar for those kind of type of games saying, this is what's possible now. So it should only get better from here. Yeah. And it has, by all means, it definitely has. Wouldn't mind seeing like another LA Noir kind of esque game they do. Yeah, like I've, it's, it's unfortunately a game I've never actually jumped into and played, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. Um, the story aspect of it, um, mm. as you were saying about how it looks in regards to stuff like that as well. I think it just pushed the boundaries when it comes to expression and conversation of sort of computer game characters. It's like you could actually buy into it a little bit more, like you were watching a movie that was a bit more realistic. Some yeah. other games you just, you can tell that these are purely just based on characters. Especially from like uh, it's Rockstar, isn't it? That yeah, did Rockstar. It. So the GTA. I mean, with the GTA, you you, you don't go, okay, this is real life. Kind of thing. You always know it's kind of a game, and this kind of detective feel try to put some gritty kind of realism into it. And yeah, it was it was good. It was yeah, different and quite good for its time. 
Right, if you want to pick up Alain Noir, it's currently 50% off. Ooh. 17 pounds 17, 50 If you want to grab it. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, great choices there. I've just noticed my movie's really yellow. Anyway, Ross, what would, be, what would you pick for 2011? So for my main game, um, not that it'll come as a surprise to many folk, but I've went for Gears 3, the sort of finale of the original trilogy. Um, just amazing game. Um, wrapping up the story of everything that happened with the Lambent, um, what's happened with the Locust, everything that obviously happened. So Marcus's dad... Um, the the bit with Dom and the petrol station it's just so many different bits to it that are just an amazing game like the trailer for it is like playing just now where it looks like all hope's lost like everybody's doing everybody's like there like everything just looks like you're fighting a losing battle um, ah, it's just so it's, I don't know if it's my favourite in the series because 2 was different class but just everything about it was fantastic. The multiplayer side of it was great. Um, yeah, the soundtrack, obviously, with Mad World and things like that. But I love the Gear series, and this was probably the second best one, including even the newer ones as well. They kind of all bled in. I can't remember if I've played completed that one yet or not. He needs to come off mute. Yeah, I know, I know. I noticed that. <laughs> as soon as I started talking, Graham was talking over me. I was like, I'm on mute. <laughs> now, for me, like I say, as everyone knows, I don't play Gears. Um, so, for me, I don't think I will ever even touch this. But it does look good, but not for me. It's another one that, like, if you play it co-op, it makes it infinitely better. Like, well, you have to play it. Like, I've, I've only ever played Gears as a co-op game. I've never played it as a single player, and it makes it infinitely better. That's fair, but I say my only co-op in gears was with Jamie, unfortunately. So. Yeah, that's maybe that's maybe sour on the experience of even for you as well. To be fair, did not too bad. <laughs> I mean, he was quite. <laughs> he did quite good. To be fair, he got lost a lot of the times. I was like, you played this game before, Jamie. Well, I didn't know where to go. But oh well, I let him off. Any other honorable mentions for you? Um, the controversial one that I know I'm going to get slated for because you all seem not to rate it that well. Um, Batman Arkham City. I I think it's the best in the series. Um, I like the open worldness of it. That's not the ridiculous Arkham Knight where you cut about in the Batmobile all the time, which I never thought I'd ever fault cutting about in the Batmobile. But it's just not that enjoyable in Arkham Knight. Um, Is it quite a big world, Arkham Knight? Can I have played Arkham Knight? Knights, it's pretty decent, yeah. I mean, you traverse it with the Batmobile, so you can certainly like spend quite a bit of time driving around in it. Mm. Um, I just thought City was great. I loved the storyline of it, where everything to do with sort of the Joker dying. Um, the the whole part about <clears throat> the, the bit at the end, like the twist, is fantastic. Um... This, the some of the, just the side missions so to do with Azrael, um, him trying to become the new bat, um, the murder mystery stuff to do with Zaz when you have to answer phones, Deadshot, um, yeah, there's just loads of different things in it that is really, really quite good. I like the whole storyline with um, one of the I think one of the best baddies that DC has is uh, Razal Razal Ghul 
So you've yeah. got him in it, um, and then the whole countdown with Strange and stuff like that. So they've, they've done a great job at building up lesser baddies. Um, so obviously yeah. when you say Batman, you automatically yeah. think Penguin, Joker, Riddler, things like that. But like they put a big focus on like Hugo Strange, Razor Goal, things like that. It was just a nice turn of pace that it wasn't just like Joker rammed down your throat as much as it was a big yeah. part of it. It wasn't the sole thing you had to sort of focus on. Do not think about that. That is why it's good that they kind of because there's obviously loads of villains in Batman. Yeah, and they do and a good nice job of having bring in new ones in. Yeah, because I mean, if you think like the baddies that are in it, like I said, between the the two main ones, and um, then you've got like I say, Zaz. There's a bit to do with Deadshot. There's Bane. There's oh, I'm trying to think. There's Doctor uh, Mister Freeze. There's loads of baddies in it. It doesn't just focus on your big traditional ones. Um, so it's just nice that they've spent the time to try and develop those characters mm. um, like I say I think it's the best one in the series I thought one was great um, two builds on everything that one had three was too actiony it was too Batmobile and I like the story with the Red Hood and things like that um, and then we just don't talk about Origins because Origins was shit um, but no, that was, and then one of my other honorable mentions was sort of Grey's game of the year, Skyrim. Yeah, as yep. everything he said on it, just it, it it was as much as Morrowind and Oblivion was fantastic. Skyrim really laid the foundation for what I look at as a modern RPG. Um, like I say, yep. Witcher, Dragon Age, games like that. They are they're in the house that sort of Skyrim built, and they've just no. sort of added to. It. Well, yeah. as I say, I think we unanimously here kind of love Skyrim. Um, I say even I haven't played I haven't played any of the previous ones, Elder Scroll ones. Um, Skyrim is still good. I don't think I'll play it again because I've done through the whole story again. But I can't knock it; it's open again. Yeah, I think I think once you've completed the X amount of times and then you've played it on like the special edition with the mods and things like that, you can add it. And once you've played it through a couple of times with that, there's very it's going back to it, it's difficult because you've done pretty much everything you can do in it, but it's still out there is one of the best games that they've made. No, definitely. So what about cool. your year? For me, um, my game of the year, I mean, without question, like even when I saw 21, I was like, I really need straight away what I was going to pick. <laughs> Don't even think about it. It's probably one of my, even one of my top 10 favourite games of all time. Um, without a shadow of a doubt, it's Portal 2. I love the Portal. I just, yeah. And as soon as this, when I, when I remember mentioning this, um, the first time we were first doing it, I was like, 2011, this is easy, Portal 2. Like, no, I'm going to get perfect. this mixed up. This is the one where you start off in a, you start off in a bedroom, don't you? And it's, yes. this is the one with Stephen Merchant, Merchant, Merchant is the character that sort of try to help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's one of the first few games where if you, I remember, always remember, if you kind of do the opposite to what Wheatley says to at the beginning of the game, okay you don't want to do that but okay we'll lay off like <laughs> you can do this like okay you're not listening to me but okay you carry on and obviously you, you follow it. and that's kind of similar to when old Stanley Powerball was that kind of the, moment, yeah. the first yeah. kind of instance was in that portal too um but yeah fantastic game I, I, mean, I love the first one um second one was just even better where they brought it up and made it a much longer game gave a brilliant storyline intertwined all the new characters that they brought in Wheelie was brilliant like the super merchant did a fantastic job voicing him Obviously, Glados as well. Can't knock her, especially for that. They're obviously the enemies in the first game, and I mean it's been ten years, but they work together in the second game towards the end. 
and the whole concept of putting there in the potato was just quite fantastic. Um, especially was like when, especially when kind of the bit where you're falling, like, can I go in your boot? Oh, but if you go in your boot, you might die. Oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Let me go. Kind <laughs> of similar to that. And it's like, you know, but I was like, you knew it was all done. And they kind of brought in like these kind of gels as well to kind of make change up the world. I think like one can make you go really fast. Yeah. So it's one got like orange, bounce off. orange, orange gel. blue, and was it yeah. purple? No, um, I think it's like white gel, which you can put on like walls where you couldn't put portal guns on. Yeah. And then you, you can spray that. And then and there was other ones that you could like you shoot a portal and like when you came out you sort of speed just yeah, flying, yeah. So for that, and then obviously the ending was one of my one of my favourite endings as well, which I won't spoil. I think everyone's probably played it by now, um, but fantastic, kind of lovely. And also I loved the kind of brought in the cop element as well with the two little robots. Um, that was just kind of brilliant as well because that's kind of again for cop wise games. I think it made it perfect with the whole we have to work together to kind of solve a level. And obviously, you've each got different portal guns, so you're each trying to work out. I'll put yours there, I'll put mine there and see what happens. And I think it's, yeah, for me, it's brilliant. Can't fault it, absolutely loved it. Starting to get into the big hitters now, 2012, 2013, and things like that. Yeah. Mm. I think it's one of the main games I also remember as well, where I thought, this is 10 out of 10 voice acting. Yeah. Like, I think they just did such with the comedy element and the kind of way everything was just done and talking. Especially as a person who you are, a silent protagonist, um, everyone was just talking around you and it's just brilliant and they're fun. They take the piss out of that a bit as well. So that's kind of like about the fact that they actually tell the Mickey you of you being silent. Because mm. um, like, I'm just talking to myself here, but okay <laughs> then. So it's like, it's just, yeah, just good and just brilliant. Um, so yeah, for me, can't knock it. Can't knock, I love it. I wish they brought up all three or even a, a more DLCs and stuff like that. They did bring out the kind of the mode on Steam where you could build your own levels and pay people's levels. Yeah. And that was fun. Was and that, people made some was, many worlds. Was that not something like Portal Bridge Constructor or something? Or was there something like something, that? Something, I can't remember what they called it, but yeah, I think basically you build mod your own worlds and they allowed it to use people all worlds and some made some crazy big ones and like you can have like one route to do and so it's own little story as well. I was like, bloody hell, some people, effort people put in to some of these portal levels that they've done it was fantastic but yeah well, that's good i'm a nerd for portal absolutely loved it and for me honorable mention um will be um deus ex human revolution love that game love uh, I, that game i just want to think about it so i'm not playing the previous ones but i remember starting this oh what's this game but, yep i was exactly the same yeah oh this seems quite interesting you know first first person all split of stuff elements which is like my cup of tea but oh, okay i'll give this a go and yeah, yeah fell, fell in love yeah jay recommended that one to me he loves that one as well and then i played it and then i was stealthing it and i fell out a lot of it <laughs> i loved like all the like augmentations and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. and it's what hello my name is adam jensen and i'm really upset with this all this situation <laughs> It's like, how many cigarettes have you had, mate? Calm down. But uh, uh, I just loved, loved the... That that was, like, the game that got me started. And I like, really enjoyed DSX. Like you said, there was games before it. But yeah. this was the one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, brilliant. And it's also got one of my ever my favourite ever glitch in the game, which is where you get this boss fight, which is a pain in the ass boss fight. But if you hide in one little area, when the boss comes around, you can do a button and just punch him in the face and knock him out. And level end, and level end. It's like, oh, that sounds like a, that's, definitely. That sounds like a Borderlands thing. Like that's the sort of thing they put in. Like this is a really impossible boss to kill, but but if you stand, if you stand one area, here, you can one shot him. What? Yeah, 
it's literally funny because literally just does that and just his animation knocking someone out. Yeah. And it's all stealth. It's like, knocks him out. Yeah. Game over. Level over. And he's like dying. Like, and also when the, the animation ends, like him, like, we know, bloodshot and all bullets everywhere. It's like, mate, you just got punched one third time. There's <laughs> <laughs> all these bullets and blood coming from. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's brilliant. So for me, yeah, absolutely loved it. It's kind of like I say, I've played all of them ones since. I haven't gone back to the previous ones because they look, I think I tried it and was like, Oh, it's a bit too bitty for me. Yeah, it's now. one of the things that it doesn't it didn't age well. And yeah. that was the thing. Like, so like if you if you started here going back was like uh, hmm. nah, I can't do it. No. I said Mankind Divider was brilliant, a kind of good storyline that came out a few years later. Mm-hmm. I think about yeah, 2016-ish. And then they bought like, they bought this weird mini game in called Systems Rift, and I was like, I didn't like that. Um but the whole kind of main story they brought out was brilliant again. So yeah. I mean, that kind of style, and I love the whole Deus Ex kind of franchise and stuff. I looked into the storyline, what happened in the previous games, just to know the story. But yeah, I'm not going back to play them. So yeah, they're my two games that I absolutely loved for 2011. Cool. So yeah, roll on 2012 next podcast. Um, have I got my answer yet? No, I haven't, but we'll find out. Sure yes, I'm sure we'll. I think I say now we're getting to the peak games where like I remember these games. These are fucking quality. Yeah. So always go back. Did I thousand G this? Yep, I loved it. My my, <laughs> my twenty twelve is painful. Like I, I I can't pick. I've got two that are I can't split them. I think I think I know which one I'm going to go for, but again, it's again, there's worse, spoilers. There's, again, there's there's one I'm like, do I do I like this one more? Well put it like that. Any listener of the show that knows my gaming history will be instantaneously be able to work out which two <laughs> I'm talking about. Yeah, at least. And then obviously 2013 is when Xbox One comes out, isn't it? And that's when yeah. it all shakes up. Yes, definitely. Perfect. There we go. There's our games. 20. Let us know again. Like so, always tweet us. Let us know which ones you pick. And um, G's got and- Resident Evil 6 for 2012 as well. So he's we know his one already. <laughs> yeah. oh we'll bless see. him we'll see but yes let us know which ones you pick let us know and Dan's got on. his one as well for his um, little infatuation that he's got I do like the fact that Jamie's owner mentions in the and our show notes is also our free games but I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought I'd ignore that to start with but, <laughs> so bless him anyway he picks on Generations and Dan picked Battlefield 3 and <laughs> yeah let us know which ones you've got uh, so moving on, has it, we obviously have Project Game Pass. Every month we have a certain game we like to play. Um, this month we have picked uh, four guys. We did a little bit of a cheat. Even though it's free to play, we allowed it for one month. Well, um, yeah. because it's been a game. Has anyone played more since we played last? Uh, I have gone back and dabbled a couple of times because they had some different event things going on. Yeah. It's and a, it's some of those are fun. It's the only other game I've played this week apart from Stray, so I will leave it till then. I find it's one of the brilliant games where I can just dip in and like, play like two or three rounds, go, okay, that's me done, and then go back to something else. Yeah, kind of, uh, this is exactly the same. Um, I just like seeing out what the, the event is that they've got yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. What special event have they got on? Oh, this is quite fun. Give it a couple of games. Oh, okay, move on to something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, one do... that you want to leave on your machine to go back to every now and then when you need to sort of chill out and play something fun. Yeah, exactly. Rather than getting frustrated with Fortnite or something like that. Yeah. But at least you can have a lot of chance of actually winning in Fortnite. Yeah. Or at least getting to the end. I wouldn't say winning. I said getting to the last yeah. round. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I like say There's only one winner on this uh, podcast. Just putting out there. Oh, I've won one. Was, oh, there, wait, that... was there any video evidence of this? Oh, no, no. Uh, I stand oh, as the maybe, only... Actually. I stand as the only victor so far. Oh, victory under my belt, mate, without you guys, but... Yeah, likewise. Oh, bless. Anyway, but yes, so yeah, we're all loving it here. Um, we haven't decided what's for August yet. Um, I think we'll probably do a poll um, towards the end of the month because we got yeah. our last game on the 30... Well, 31st, we've got a podcast, so we'll probably decide then yeah, when we're doing it. Probably, we probably should knock out another night of Fall Guys before the end of the month. Yeah, yes. I'd say so. Yeah, so maybe one day this week we'll play, hopefully stream it maybe, or get a boss to record it. Some clips. Yeah. Get some clips and stuff. Yeah, so definitely do it. Yeah. So I can hear my son in the background. He's quite loud in my ear, like my headset on. <laughs> <laughs> Just about here. Just can vaguely hear him. <laughs> yeah, sorry about this. He's in the bath and he's waiting for his mum. Anyway, games we've been playing. Uh, Ross, talk about Fall Guys since we talk about Project Game Pass. Just, How's yours been going? Just, like, great fun. Like, just playing it as, like, playing it with my son. Um, playing it in, like, a wee group. Um, him playing solo, me playing solo, and then, like, playing it, like, a PC, he's on the console. It's just, it's just such an amazing wee game. It's like, it's like one, not the same type of idea, but it's like 1v100. It's simple. It's not mm. complex in any way, shape, or form. There's no, there, there's no thought process behind it other than enjoy yourself, and yeah. it's just it does such a good job at just comedy moments, like tension. Like if you get to the final, or if you're in one of the ones like the, the, the one that we got the victory on, where it's like the <laughs> ice blocks. You've yeah. got like the shit, shit, shit. I need to find a place to go. It's, for such a simple game, it just ticks so many boxes for what you want when you sit down to have a like a, a quick gaming session. You get your laughs, you get your enjoyment. It's just ah, oh, it's an amazing wee game, and the developers can be like patting themselves on the back for how good a job they've done. At one constantly bringing out new things to do it, whether it be skins, new maps, game modes, events. Yeah. yeah, they've just done such a great job, and fair plays to them for making like one of the probably one of the best free to play games of like recent memory. Yeah, I think they got in the crate. I think I saw Wiimote earlier, they're bringing out Sonic skins as well. So. Yes, there was. There was, we had a small thing in the news about that that there was a, yeah. a sort of Sonic stage type idea. So, yeah, that's going to be pretty think- cool to see that. It's one of those few games where, like, my, like say, if I'm playing, like, oh, daddy, play it. My son will happily sit there and watch me play four guys, like, three or four rounds, just sit there in silence and watch me and cheer me on. Like, oh, God, and the tension. He loves, like, the one, yeah. he loves me watching one where, there's two ones he loves. The first one is the one where you pick the fruit. And if you remember, the, the fruit one where it's on the floor and you pick the fruit, and it's like, oh, daddy, grapes. And, like, jump on the grapes and make sure you get it right. And he always knows which one. And he loves the one as well where you go and have got the disappearing blocks on the, on the floor. Yeah. Like, just go for it. It's like, I just run forward, like, oh no. And when you're falling, like, screams and goes, ah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I say it's such a good, like I say, just mentioned a minute ago, it's just nice, easy pick up a play. If you want, like, maybe you had a few games or a frustrating game, like, you want to calm down and play something different. Even if you do lose in four guys, you don't feel too bad. No. Um, I say, I'm not there to win. Like, I'm there to have fun with it. And, like, I know I probably won't win many. Um, but as long as I get to the final, I always get to the final. Just never win the final. 
I saw some like really random strategy, which I really wanted to try, but I haven't tried it yet. Some, the one in the blocks where you got to jump on the blocks. I saw some guy just went down to the last last floor and just ran around and destroyed all the blocks. And the lost bottom floor. Falling yeah, through, but nothing to land on. I've seen mm. that tactic as well. Yeah, so like he automatically like falls to the very last level and then yeah. blitzes like from the middle out the way. Yeah, and then so by the time that everybody everything. else drops in, he's in the outside ring. They all drop through, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. So he's on the outside ring, and then when he gets outside, he just does it slowly on the outside yeah. ring. Yeah, I think because he, he said like your chances of winning are like one, like you've got a one in twenty percent chance of winning, mm. and they no one in five percent chance. I know what you mean. Five percent chance of winning. Sorry, I was fucking getting yeah. percent. <laughs> you got a five percent chance of winning, win like that. But if you do it this way, it's sort of like he's found that it goes up to like twenty percent, and twenty percent is like mm, that's a bit shit. Um, it's not the best, but then when you think about it, twenty percent for five percent, that's a fucking massive improvement. Yeah, odds. because most people will land through in the middle bit and they won't go to the edge bit. So if you get all the middle bit first and then slowly work on the edge, in theory, you should should win. But I haven't tried it yet. I want to try it, but. Now I told everyone. Now I told everyone. Yeah, everybody knows your tactic. Yeah, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> so yeah, brilliant. So you've enjoyed a lot of four guys. Anything else you want to mention? No, um, I'm just having a real look at the 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 Fall Guys Sonic stuff just to see what it is. And basically, what it is is they've changed like the whole map to just basically mimic the textures of Sonic. So like the little bounce pads that you jump on are the Love same. The yeah. yeah, they look the oh, same okay. as Sonic. The 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 map's green, so it's like the green hill. Um, oh, green hill zone. Green yeah. hill zone. Um, but it's just wee things like that. Like it's not going to change the gameplay. It just looks cool, and it's a nice little subtle nod to another sort of legendary game. And then if they start adding yeah. like Sonic outfits, Knuckles, Tails, Doctor Robotnik, things like that, it's just going to be. Yeah, it's they've done a great job about it. Um, I do like the fact they've got so many skins, especially when you go into a game. Yeah, you may have one things, or two, which are the basic ones, but you see quite a few variety oh, yeah. of skins. And then, like with the colours, and then to do with the like even the Ezio one, as much as it's behind the fucking season pass and stuff like that. But it's again, it's the same as all these sort of games that are going to be going to. It. There's just. Yeah you'll very rarely come across two players that are from top to bottom. They might have, like, similar elements, but from top to bottom, you very rarely find, like, two beans that are the same. Yeah, exactly. And you know me, I love my everyone being different. Even though it's when they're all the same colour. Like, no, <laughs> different colours! But yes, Bill, perfect. Nothing else. Okay, Graham, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been actually playing quite a lot. So <laughs> um, we see. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's just because... Um, I'll talk about the first one. It, that was Yakuza Like a Dragon. Have you finally uh, finished all the yeah. Yakuza games yet? No, I haven't finished all of them. Uh, I think I hit a, a wall with, I think it's number four. Did they not where... just add a load of new ones? No, they brought the... Because they remade one, because it's mm. called like Kiwami 1 and 2 and 0. They brought them back into Game Pass. They came out of it and they're back into ah, it. That so may be what they they remade the worst two and those were epic. The yeah. stories in those were absolutely epic. This the story in this one isn't as sort of like because there's always a massive twist in all of the kind of Yakuza games. This one you kind of had an inkling and it, it just kind of revealed it more and more as you went through. And it, there was still a bit of a twist at the end that caught me off guard, but the main twist you kind of saw a little bit of it coming. Yeah, but it, it's just the way that this guy behaves is just he's. 
yeah, he's completely naive and can just almost, I don't know, just oblivious to the dangers around him. He just dives head first into everything and it's, yeah, it's cool. And there's a lot of throwbacks to like the old Yakuza games. Um, they're like uh, Goro Majima, the guy with the eye patch in like, the first couple, the mad dog of Shimano makes an appearance and Kiryu, the main character from the other ones, he makes an appearance. So they do like to tie them kind of all together. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you just probably saw on the screen there, they're, what they have is as you meet different people as you go through, they become someone that you can summon. But it, all it is is you phoning them saying, like, I need some help with this fight. And they just basically join in the fight. And there's anyone from like some weird um, old guy that you helped who likes to dress up as a baby who comes and helps fight to a, a weird lobster that you help save. And, he, they come in and do like random things like replenish your health or stun the enemy. It's just so bizarre. And oh, okay. yeah, but they, they, they've done it in different styles. So rather than it being sort of real-time action as you're fighting, this one's turn-based attacks with like different jobs. So it's kind of Final Fantasy, the kind of battle a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, not terrible. Kind of they've got some sort of uh, quick time event thingies in the battle so you have to tap the X button as fast as you can to do extra damage if you time the Y button you do extra damage I ask it to keep the interactive bit when you're doing yeah so there is still kind of interactive bits and if you press block at the right time you can stem some of the you know block some of the damage away so it still is involved that way and yeah it still has an epic story as always there's so much side quest stuff that you can do and yeah amazing and yeah finally finished it and yeah, recommend it if you're a Shemu fan or just the Yakuza ones. That one is a, definitely a decent playthrough. Oh. Um, and the other one I thought Jay would mention if he was here on there, we, we both managed to finish. We were here forever on Friday. We did that last one. I know you dabbled with that at the event yeah. as well. How but, is it? How did you find it? It's awesome. Like the puzzles in that sort of so tough and niggly and some of them aren't even that complex. It's just they're time sensitive. So you have to strategize it to do it in a, such a method to beat the time. And ah, okay. it, yeah, it's clever. The way they've done things, whole clever. And the way you have to communicate one at a time, it makes it that bit more challenging. And you, you, you only have half the puzzle. Your partner is the other half. And you kind of have to work together to sort of work out the story. And yeah, the, the story itself is just mental. I don't think either of us could tell you the story if we want. If we put both of us together, we couldn't even tell you what the story was about. <laughs> I must admit, just... that walkie-talkie mechanic seems like it's like... Uh, that's like a make-and-break of friendships. Oh, so you're trying yeah. to get a message across, and you're like, shut the fuck up, don't Bob tell you! Stop. Let go of the button! Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up! We got the balance right now because it, it, obviously it tells you when they're talking because the light lights up on your walkie-talkie, so that means they're talking at the same time. So mm. that actually wasn't too much of an issue between me and Jay. I think there was probably only about five times for our whole playthrough where we like, oh, yeah, I forgot to say, oh, I meant to tell you, but I'm sort of talking to myself because I didn't click the button. But, um, oh, that must have been annoying, yeah. Talk, talking, how you tell the whole strategy? Oh, I didn't push the button. <laughs> didn't push the button, so you have to say it all over again. But, um, yeah, it's if you like puzzle kind of games and you, you can do it with a friend, then that that's definitely an awesome one to play through. I know Jay's determined to sort of like see you two play it together, or one of you two play it with Dan just for giggles. Oh Christ! I would need like an infinite oh. supply of like some sort of alcohol. Yeah, just Give to me tolerate a Dan. 
And then just because we finished that one, we, we danced into um, Escape Academy together. And um, that's, if you ever touched that one, that is what it is, basically uh, different chains of escape rooms. Oh, that and, was fucking awesome. And oh, okay. basically you work oh, yeah, together. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this, yes. And it's wicked. It's not, it's, the puzzle level doesn't start, I'm sure it's going to ramp up. It's not difficult, but it's not easy either. You just yeah. literally have to look at everything, and then one person has to stand and looking at the code, while the other person has to input the certain code into a different area. And, yeah. Yes, I remember seeing this, yes. This looks cool as fuck. I, if, I would definitely recommend playing with someone. It is awesome fun. I mean, escape room thing games are fun anyway. But you yeah. see, load of these on mobile phones, like click yeah, here, that's click what I was going to say. Yeah, when I look at this, it's like this is like a blown up version of what you would expect to play on like the iPad or your phone or something yeah. like this. Like click here or move, like pick this up to use it in a different part of the map or things yeah. like this. Yeah, but rather it's not click and move. You're actually moving with a character. Yeah, exactly. You're running around you in different bits, which makes whole things a whole whole lot more easier. And like, there's loads of red herrings about it. So reading bits of the wall, some bits help, some bits don't. And then you just how many yeah. can you play with? Just is it a solo? Is it uh, two people, local two or online two? Okay, well, co-op. two only. Okay, that's cool. Uh, uh, you... It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I see a cop. I see that now. Yeah, it's split screen. So and but this thing is that the, the best bit you can see on the screen now. It is split screen, but you can see the other person's screen as well. Yeah. So is it kind of like um, a way out? Ah uh, uh, yes, where sure, it kind of that so, way it kind of rotates so around. Have and you, moves. So have you played a way out? No. Right. So a way out is basically like it's it's split screen co-op, but even if it's online, it's split screen. So like you've got the the game split into the two characters the full time you play it. Yeah. So everything that your partner does, you can see. Still see, yeah. Yeah. And then if you get close to each other, it goes into one screen. It goes into one screen, yeah. Oh, and then right, yeah. You move no, apart. It doesn't so it do does that. do the one screen part, but you can still see everything that they're doing. Yeah, it's doing exactly that. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I like those kind of things where they do that. Yeah, kind that's... Of like, where are you gone? You can see where they're gone. Yeah, because right it kind of helps. There's a bit where you have to run and something spells out keys on a piano. The other person runs to the piano. They can see your screen to see what keys they need to play. So then you don't need to type sat up. You don't need to tell it, them because you're on the party chat. So you don't need to tell them. You can, they can just look at your screen to kind of match what you're matching. Oh, and, that's brilliant. And yeah, there, there's ones where there's like paintings on the wall and you have to arrange certain things in an order. You have to work out what order they're trying to get you to do. So one was like, are they dead or not? And you have to lift their head up or put their head back down if they're alive or dead and put them in the right order. And yeah, it was quite clever. And yeah, we, we, we did about three of them, the initial one. And we blitzed the first couple quite easily. And then the next one, it tells you said the estimated time was like 30 minutes. And yeah. then we did it in 27. And that's okay. only because we did the end bit before we did the bit before the end bit. But um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it is what it is. And it was great fun. I think we found our new project game boss. I think quite possibly because this game was fucking awesome. I think this is something oh, yeah, I do want to play, and it seems I to be quite fun. Cop wise, I think I might just be sticking this on to download just now. Yeah, yeah I, I recommend it. It's very fun. Um, but just because um, I'd finished because I was looking for my next thing to go, so I was just dancing back from a game that I hadn't completed yet, and that was Far Cry Six. And yeah, I didn't realize. I know that game is going to be massive, and yeah, yeah but Jean Carlo. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy. Oh, I yes. think they've I gone do off really the want to... a little bit on this one. Yeah, I do really want to start this one again. That's one of the ones I've got. I do really want to start it because it just seems like 
I wanted. I'm really gutted I missed five. I want to play five again. I need to find time to play five, but six looks so good. I want to jump yeah. into this. My only thing is, I'm I'm scared it's five reskinned. It's not harder. Yes, because um, like five was just like, and I suppose a bit naive. It five follows the the Far Cry sort of formula. Go here. Yeah get up a tower, see the tower, get the area unlocked, do the missions in the area, yeah, go yeah, to this yeah, area, yeah. unlock this part. And I kind of should have expected that, and I just feel like, well, if I want to do that, Far Cry 6 is just going to be the same as Far Cry 5. Nah, but it, it, it's not. I've yeah, heard you, a lot of good things about it. Yeah, there's, there's like I said, there's a lot of different side bits you can get involved in, and but this one's a lot more harder, and they start you off with some ropey-ass guns, and it's like you have to it, it's, it's too many different Rambo missions. I know you're kind of supposed to be a gorilla or a gorilla, as they like to keep calling it. But geez, they, they can't expect to be a guru with such crap guns. It got so hard and I got so bored of it, I had to lower the difficulty just to get past the initial boat bit so I could get back to I hate to doing it. that. I fucking hate lowering the difficulty in any game. You'll do it like 50 times just to try and but avoid it, lowering it. The, the, the degree is, is quite hefty. But yeah. on the it's called action mode, and that's you just get rinsed so easily. You don't even know where you're getting rinsed from. You knock it down <laughs> to easy, and then like you get constantly shot by everything, and your health is just like slowly dribbling down. I was like, I could just easily just run away, heal, and then come back there out. Should and be start. a happy medium here. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think a little bit of balancing could have been done there. So if action mode was there was too mental early on. I think yeah, I can go back up to action mode now that I've got some yeah, slightly better bit. gear. But yeah, the easy mode is too easy that's like yeah a bit of balance but i just wanted to get through the game a little bit only just kind of started again or just getting past the main part but um yeah so i was touching on that and then i just wanted something a little bit more simple so i touched on garden story as well which is uh just one of those mellow games it's a bit like a an indie version of Animal Crossing, but a story mode of Animal Crossing. It's got the, like the, the aesthetic of it reminds me of like Stardew Valley. Yeah, it's that kind of kind of theme. Old school Pokemon type idea. Yeah, but you know, all you're doing is you're collecting different materials, you're helping out different areas, and they all give you like every every day you've got different sets of missions to do to increase your kind of your renown in each kind of area because you're a new guardian, and just yeah, yeah it's. Not easy. It's not difficult. It's just one he of those methodical ones. Yeah, <laughs> a great <laughs> called Concord. Yeah. A small great called Concord. You've been instructed by Plum, and there's different frogs and different creatures and stuff. Yeah, it's just quite. Yeah, just uh, one of your I, family. It fun does fun seem games. random. Yeah, but I, I it, kind of like it. It looks cool though. Yeah, I know. What you mean. If it's, it's me, it's the right level of difficulty. It's not crazy difficult. It's just your little kind of. Um, that kind of platforming bit it's just a nice kind of difficulty it's just a bit more of a chill game yeah to play through and yeah that's kind of bought my time for the last half of the week nice but yeah that's me covers <laughs> <laughs> what about you Ian? well i haven't been dabbling much recently because i've been playing on a different console but... <gasps> so have you i know the field chop. <laughs> So, obviously, you don't want me to bore you Pokemon. So, games that we have been playing, though, on my original console, of a console choice, I actually have started and completed um, Life is Strange True Colours. I see your true, true colours. Fine, <laughs> So, yes. 
I do think it's the weakest one of the franchise. I can't get any of these games. But I still enjoyed it, but it's still the weakest one of the franchise. I mean, it was, yeah, I think it like, there, I just feel there wasn't enough action, enough ramped up story to kind of make you go, oh, wow. There was a plot twist that I didn't see coming, which surprised me. I was like, okay, I'll give you that. Um, but in the same regard, I just, I just kind of got a bit annoyed of it. I felt like I was going through the motions um, and the kind of the whole lover storyline didn't really like, why would you like these two people? Like, you know, you get obviously Cliff Dipper, you can pick a girl or a boy, depending on how you feel. And the whole, I did like the whole concept, you know, of seeing different people's colours and stuff. But the, from the first chapter, they kind of made a really big emphasis of it, like how she would feel. And, but then towards like the second to the fifth chapter, there wasn't really much emphasis on her, like her feeling like that much emotional weight on it all, because the whole concept of her, she can see colours and how people's emotions are. But if she gets too close, um, she kind of starts feeling those emotions herself inside. But then it came more of her just mind reading. And it's like, mm, do I like this? And again, I think it just, yeah, I think I just fell in, I wanted to complete to see what would happen, but I did kind of fall out in love with it. I was more just playing it to finish it to see if anything does change. And again, yeah, the ending did surprise me. Um, and there was a bit of like, oh, this ending, didn't see this coming. But in the same regard, I didn't like it that much, which is a shame because I do like the first two. Um, more Jay loved that one, didn't he? Yeah, Jay loved. I think did Jay really like this? Yeah, say Jay, Jay, Jay rated this one really high, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he was a big fan. Yeah, I just think some something about this didn't give me that much. Like, oh wow, this is so much fun. Um, I've I've only ever played the original Life is Strange. Now I'm going to get this mixed up. I I only remember one small thing about it is there something to do like a hurricane like you're sitting on a bench and the hurricane's in front of you or something yeah, that's in the first one yeah and I think I got about as far as there and I was like this just isn't grabbing me and no. just something about these games I just couldn't get into them so yeah I mean, the, the, the three main powers is this also life strange colours where she can read emotions from different colours and then the second one is the, there's a little boy who has powers to kind of lift things with his mind and obviously he's a kid and he's growing his powers because before he can only lift like a marble and then towards the end he can lift a car and a bus whatever and the first one is she can rewind time never played tell me why though tell me why is kind of a spin-off i haven't played that one yet <laughs> tell me why i was waiting for it they're just doing these little hooks from songs aren't i they? did the true colors and i was like hey, come on come on somebody's got to do it somebody's got to do it somebody's got to do it <laughs> i don't know i feel like they're just doing it just for us to sing it tell me why so yeah I just think, yeah, it's still the weakest one in the franchise for me. But definitely, I feel like they've gone back and they need to kind of make sure the kind of stood the, the ramp, ramp up the urgency and the kind of the the choices you make a bit more like impact what you're doing. Like, I feel like the 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 ending and there's really only maybe two endings you can have, um, which kind of I don't want to get into spoilers, but there's only really two endings which make a big deal. Um, there's not really much before where the other ones there were like four four i think love strange 2 had like four different endings the second one had three i want to say the first one i mean the first one was three the second one had four yeah. but i quite man i'm trying to think what the other ones were now what did i have two the first one never mind anyway let me know in the comments <laughs> but yeah um i think it's like say i just didn't really enjoy as much as i thought i would especially how much jamie hyped it up I really, really thought it'd be like, oh my god, this is amazing. And the first chapter was, oh, this is quite cool. And then it was like, 
This is going really downhill. Oh, chapter two's on. Okay. Let's see what happens chapter three. Oh, okay. Nah, not for me. So, but as you know me, I'm a completionist. So I had to complete it. Haven't found it yet, <laughs> yeah. though. Not yet. Because I couldn't be able to go through finding one of my fucking memories. I'll do that another day when I need to. Um, but for now, yeah, a bit down on my list on all the Life is Strange. However, one game I did have a bit of fun with um, and loved called Carnage in is Formula One 2022. I'm not going to lie. Ooh. When I seen this, and you've just confirmed with suspicions, it didn't strike me that you were going to be a, a, a Pete-type Formula One enthusiast to do the driving like he does. And then when you confirm it with caused carnage and i was like yep that's that's where i thought this was going <laughs> so yep so obviously i like to call car- i i had to make literally just i'd make pile-ups and stuff and have fun with it all um i can so, see you being yeah. like a first corner person down the inside not oh, using yeah. the brakes whatever cars in front of you stop into that boom there we go i had to, i put all damage on but i like to dive bomb <laughs> the first corner and then break and if i if i fuck it up i'll just rewind and go again whereas some people like to oh no you broke it that's it or oh, i'm gonna follow no so i think i did have one massive pile up in monaco which was brilliant you can't um, not have a pile up in monaco <laughs> yeah it's always one <laughs> yeah out through the tunnel if you go through the tunnel they just break really hard yeah. and then george Russell plowed in the back of me and then obviously his wheel went off and then Another car plowed. I think then I think Leclerc plowed into him, and then all the cars start plying up, and there's a massive pile up. So yeah, I'm off in first place, mm-hmm. just driving down. <laughs> so there was mm-hmm. one by like 50, 60 seconds because there was a massive pile up. People were getting disqualified for not moving. It's like <laughs> they can't move it from their fault. <laughs> yeah, always good fun. But I say I do enjoy the, the kind of the my team story mode. I do try and do it as much as I can. And I do like the fact they've kind of added elements where you can be like. And the back marker, mid team, or front yeah. runner. So and obviously, I went, I went straight to front runner because I kind of want to be trying to win the race, not sat in the midfield. I'm a bit and disappointed I, they took out the is it breaking point? Is there like career mode type? Oh, idea? the story mode thing. The story yeah. mode type. Idea. I'm a bit disappointed they took that out because I quite enjoyed that in 21. Um, it's one of these things where it, it, I, I sort of treated it like a tutorial. Like you jump mm. into that, you've still got a bit of story, but it then gives you the mechanics of the game as well. Yeah. Um, so a bit disappointed they took that out but no I'm looking forward to picking up 22 yeah I think when they said they took it out because they didn't have enough time to make a new story mode because it went over to EA didn't it from yeah. Code. so I think maybe next, next one they might bring us because obviously story EA's mode. got a, a it's not a, well in fairness I wouldn't fault them too much because the Madden storyline Madden and one and the, the FIFA one the FIFA one were both pretty good um, yeah. so I'm not like slating them too much for that because I didn't I just, quite enjoy it I think there's just what can you storyline can you do in Formula One, which isn't basically like rookie with a mentor, mentor you two fight, and then like you know. I would do sort what of what storyline could you actually do that would work in Formula One? Like, oh, two rivals hate each other, now they love each other. It's like, oh, now do, they've got a force to work together. I would do something on the lines of you are this up and coming prospect, you've been signed for. Alpha Tauri, for example, just like, for example, you've ridden three and four races and you're looking pretty good, you're looking great, and then you get to Imola and there's a massive crash and you've got like a really bad crash, you're you're injured, you can't, you have to drop down to Formula Two just to get a seat, 
It's your redemption story. You climb back up through Formula 2. You get signed again. And then it's like this sort of phoenix rising from the ashes. You've had the horrible experience. You've came back stronger. And then goes on like that. That would be how, that would be the sort of story I would have. And it's very similar to what happened in the... Is it the Madden one? Because the Madden one... Like, oh, the Madden one, yeah. The, he the wide back. receiver goes back to be a coach at like his old high school and stuff like that. Yeah, and, I remember that. Yeah, because he felt like he dropped from this team. Yeah, yeah. it's like a redemption storyline type idea. So do <laughs> something like that with Formula One. There you go, yeah. If you're listening, hook me up with the merchandise. <laughs> there's, a, there's a story. We there's got a story, you. boom. Put the, put the groundwork in for you. You can flesh it out. No, but yeah, I say I did enjoy. It. I've done. I said I'm in my third season. I've got an album as my teammate. Um, so yeah, not much, really much like driver moves in the in the for like the main teams. I think at the moment, McLaren have dropped. McLaren dropped Ricardo. I think Oscar Pistorius. And that was it. No. Whoa, went to... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, Oscar Pistorius. No, not him. What's his name? I mean, I mean, I mean. No. No, Pistorius. What's his name? It's like a, it's like a fucking pistol tree. I can't fucking say his name. <laughs> I feel like Dan. Oscar Pistol tree. Piat Piastri. Piastri. Okay. Yeah, not Oscar Piastri. Not the Blade Runner, no. Not the Blade Runner, no. Oscar Australian mate. <laughs> there we go. They placed Ricardo with another Australian called Oscar Pistari. Tree. There we go. Not that other one. Yeah. Uh, Dwyer went to Haas. I was going to say something. And I was like, no, just you can't say. Something. Yeah, leave that oh, yeah. one alone. <laughs> not yeah, touching exactly. that one. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was it. Really, not much else carnage-wise. Um, who else? Who? I think someone moved. Who else? Someone moved. Random. I thought that was a bit weird. Oh, was it? I think what's his name? Jazam Zhu went to um, what's it called Alpine. Ocken went to Williams and then I think I got album. And that was like a bit of a cascade there, which is a bit weird. But yeah, apart from that, it's, like I, said, I haven't like, I really like, want, I always see online like some really crazy driver moves. I never get that. I was like, I want, I want all the random ones where you get like Verstappen going to Williams or something like that. I was like, why does this happen to me? I want the good crazy. Like, Verstappen in Williams? Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen someone what? put on the picture online that like Verstappen went to Williams and. How long were they in the save that Verstappen's at Williams? I think it was like two seats. I think I saw something like Verstappen at Williams. Yeah, sorry, you've just not won. You're only 22. You've only just won your first world championship. You're only a couple of years to nine. Fuck it, you're at Williams now. Yeah. Hold Mm. on, wait till Red Bull bring back fucking, what's his face? Um, Albon and the other one that they had. Vettel went to Red Bull. He was in that one as well, yeah. He's back there. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I want to see some random stuff like that, but I never get that luck. But yeah. Me, I think I enjoy it. Like I say, it's good fun to, like I say, another one of those games where you can drop in, do a couple yeah. of bases. Do you do full races or do you like? Oh, God, no, twenty five percent. I can't. I used to five percent, five percent, five lappers. But I like the whole safety car and like. Yeah, and that's and what I, that's what I feel like I struggle with as well, and that's why I like maybe doing two races a time that I like I play it because I like mm. doing the full length races because. Oh. I like well, the like fact, a full like two hours. Yeah, I like, and a half. I like the fact of you need to manage tires. I like the strategy aspect of it. Like I'm going back oh. to your old school Gran Turismo days where they had the endurance twenty four hour races and mm. it was a twenty four hour race. 
Oh, you like Pete then? Pete does all that. You like, you pause the game, you do whatever you have to do. You come back, you do ten more laps. You pause it, you come back, you do ten more laps of your twenty-four hour endurance race. What's good about most Formula One these days, if you do want to do this, is you can do mid mid-session save. Yeah, so like you're so 15, you can, 20 laps in. So yeah, exactly. If you're 15, 20 laps, save, go play another game if you wanted to yeah, do hunt. And I like that. So, so sometimes, even though I do 25% races, like if I go to, like, say, 10 laps in, I'm like, oh, I need to go do something. Pause, mid-session, shave, turn my Xbox off. Yeah. Go do what I need to do, come back and do the final quarter like, of the race that I need to do. What I quite like doing with the like, Formula 1 aspect is, like, I'll, like, I'll put podcasts on. So I used to do it when I played, like, so Forza had, like, the Goliath events. Oh, yeah, the really long, like, one whole map. Yeah, I would shove a podcast in. It was a two-hour race to go, like, the whole map of Forza. Podcast in, play, not even focusing, like, you're focusing on the game, but you're not having to listen to repetitiveness. You've got your headphones in, you're listening to a podcast, and you just, you're just moving your hands like that, and it's like, there you go. Yeah. And that's just, but just having the whole realism aspect of tyre degradation, wear and tear, over the course of the season, obviously, like, your gearbox, your transmission, your engine everything you've got to manage throughout the whole course of the season and it just adds that realism factor to like because you want an f1 game to be realistic most people want an f1 game to be realistic yeah so that's what i quite like about that no don't blame so yeah i mean like i say i love it um so i say i love, love the whole the law watching i love watching it but i just i think for me 25 percent is my like peak level peak. I, I, <laughs> peak if i do any more than that i'll get bored too easy so i think one stoppers, maybe two if I want. If I feel a bit dangerous, I want to burn my tires. But normally, I do one stop. Normally, I go start on soft and go into hard, and then just see the race through because I'm really bad at my time management. So that works for me. Well, and that's about it. That's all I've been playing, really. Apart from, apart from Pokemon, which I can't talk about. And talk about the little ginger cat with his little robot. Are they bringing that to Xbox? I don't know, but it's fucking great. I've heard so much good it's things. I know, I know we're next for podcast, but I've heard so much good things about Stray. It's like it's it sounds, such a random game. I was going to say, it sounds stupid, but it's... You know what it is? It's like... You know how you flick through like Facebook or TikTok and you see cat videos? Mm. And it's just there being dicks. Yeah. You and then you get it. stuck. Why am I watching this for? Then? Yeah, yeah. But you can do it in games. So like, it's not a real spoiler, but basically you, there's robots in the game and the robots are like the the people that you interact with and there's like one part of it and i can't remember if it's like chess or mahjong it's like one of those type of games where like intricate wee pieces and mm. you jump off a ledge and land on the table and send the pieces sprawling everywhere and the, the characters like kick the chair back like get pissed off at you and like really annoyed you then see them like setting all the pieces back up again and then you jump on the table again and knock everything flying and they're like fuck fuck sake <laughs> well this cat's just like Animated on purpose. <laughs> Wiping itself, walking mm-hmm. away, and it's like, yeah, this this is Cat Simulator 2022. Oh, I love it. It's a it's a great wee game, but then it's got like puzzle elements and things like that to it as well. So it's it is a fun game, um, and I am really enjoying it so far. But fuck you, PlayStation. <laughs> there we go. Perfect, and that's all I've been playing. So there we go. Video games. Mm-hmm. I've, lost, I've lost my notes. Winner of the competition for the night. That's it, I know. I was, uh, that's what I was going to do. I lost my notes. There we go. Perfect. Yes, so we had the competition for a Nanko mm-hmm. Pro controller. It's a really on... nice looking controller. It's apparently it's French. Yeah, Viva yeah, France. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
Sorry to dab in a French video up, but I think only he didn't know he said until I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm just watching what? a mill on Twitter and I'm like, oh yeah, it's very French. Like the first, yeah. first part of it's English and then after that, nothing. So yes, we have a yeah, uh, winner. And our winner is... Drum roll, please. Yeah. Billy Sweeney, uh, you are the winner of the controller. Well done, yeah. So Billy underscore Sweeney won. Um, we'll put uh, we'll put a tweet out to say you've won it if you're not listening in a moment um, and to let you know you win and you get some details from you but yeah well done congratulations you've won the controller well done there we yeah. go happy well days done. so yes enjoy your controller and let us know what your thoughts of it as well see if you like it and have a dabble there we go congratulations how have I just lost my notes again there we go <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's already me now so we're good it's fine you don't okay. need your shoulders yes. right now no, no, I need notice for for, for games that are leaving Game Pass. Like, I literally had it minimize the screen. I was like, no, don't minimize that screen. <laughs> but there we go. New to Game Pass. Ross, take it away. So I'll cover the ones that were here last week, seeing as we were absentees. Um, one of the games that I think Jay has done a review for that's up on the site now, As Dusk Falls. Yeah, very con- cloud- very con- controversial review. Yeah, apparently. I've seen quite a few comments on it, yeah. Um, I think one of the, I think one of the things was oh if this was on the PlayStation would you give it such a high model? It's the type of game Jay enjoys. This is a it's a an independent review site. People are going to like games that other people don't like. Suck it up, deal with it, and man the fuck up. It is probably a good game, and I want to play it. Exactly. Um, as Dusk Falls, cloud console and PC was July nineteenth. As was Watch Dogs Two, um, again cloud console and PC, which was July nineteenth. MotoGP. 2022 for people who are F1 fans jump into MotoGP it's a bit more difficult to actually get used to riding the bikes but again very good simulator for fans of motor racing games July 21st Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion on PC July 22nd a game that is fantastic and I highly recommend people play Torment Tides of Numenera Cloud and Console, which was July 21st, and then Inside on Cloud, Console, PC, July 29th. Now, there was another game which was very story-driven, um, which we, I think we had mentioned on the podcast a couple of weeks back that was due to come out, um, and it's... I don't know why it's not came out. There was some sort of delay basically coming to Game Pass, and for the life of me, my head has totally fucking blitzed that name. I cannot remember the name yet now. Uh, that's going to annoy me but it's been delayed and it will be coming to Game Pass at a later date I will let Ian go through the ones that are leaving and I will get back to you with the game that I am trying to find the name of perfect not to worry so yeah on July 31st and month we are losing uh, Grand Theft Auto 5 games unfortunately so we're losing Wadji the Agent Epic Omanon Omanai Lumi's Remastered Katamari Reroll and really good game which I really want to play, which I'm gutted leaving, but won't have time to play, is Dodgeball Academia. Yeah, that's a good game. I played that one. That's good. Yeah, I, I know. I was like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I need to play this. I downloaded it. And it's like, I won't have time to play this. I'm gutted. Like, I, I really want to try to find some time to play it all, but it's been so busy recently. I don't even have time to actually sit down and play through. Because it's quite, it's quite long, isn't it? It's about, well, not long, but like maybe eight, uh, ten hours. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure it's ten, but. It's not, yeah, it could be. It's been a while since I played that, but yeah, it, mm. was, it was great fun. The game that yeah, I was, the game that I was yeah. meaning that has been pushed back to August 30th 
that will be coming sort of next month's Game Pass is Immortality. Ah, okay. Um, and again, that's a sort of live action story based game, very much a G type game. If you know G's history of things, games like Tale and Lies and things like that, it's that sort of idea where it's a narrative driven uh, live ah, okay. action footage type idea. Um, was meant oh. to be coming this month, but it's been pushed back to next month. Think Heavy Rain type idea. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm looking forward to that. That's one of my favorite games. So, yeah, I mean, like I say, we've got a couple of games leaving. So, fortunately, like I said, I'm a guy that I won't go and get to play Dodgeball. But hopefully, it'll come and sell soon so I can just grab it and keep it for the rest yeah. of my life. Uh, Graham, what is Games with Gold, please? All right. So games with Gold, we've got Feast of Maravilla Island from July the 1st to 31st, which is boring as hell. Uh, Relicta and Torchlight, which is a, a decent, um, decent RPG. There we go. Free any free games, any three, yeah. There we go. Yep. So yeah, and pick them up. It's free, like you say. Why not grab them? Even if you're never going to play them, at least you've got them in case you do fancy something random. You're sitting bored one day, you just want to jump into something, and you've got that. Free games is good games. Yeah. Which I recommend. Just don't do Beast of Maravilla Island. It's very deep, tedious. Ain't no street power sucker. <laughs> and that's a ball out all day, all hours. Anyway, thank you much for tuning in. Has anyone got anything else to say? No? Cool. Well, thank you for tuning in. For more Xbox content, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Xbox Tavern. See all our written reviews at xboxtavern.com and check our video contents on our YouTube channel, which is Xbox Tavern Official. Um, For quick links to every Xbox Tavern is, look at our show notes towards the bottom. Um, You can follow me at Nutty Way. You can follow us at Scottish Groth. And you can follow Graham at Graham Reader. Thank you very much for joining us. Please send Jamie um, at Enexan loads of cat videos, because why not? Yeah. That's <laughs> Enexan. And thank you very much for joining us tonight. Have a good yep. rest of the week and love you all. Goodbye. Peace out. See you later.